Welcome back to the OU's Mishnah Yomis. My name is Jack Abramowitz, and today we are in our penultimate shir on Mishnayas and Mesechus Erevin. We are in the 10th chapter, and today we will be learning Mishnayas Yud Beis and Yud Gimel, 12 and 13. Mishnah Yud Beis says, Machzirin Sir Hatachton Bamikdash, Avalo Medina. So yesterday we started speaking about differences between what was permitted in the Beis HaMikdash versus what was permitted outside in the towns. And uh, the reason that some things were permitted in the temple that were not permitted out of the temple is because a shvus, a preventative measure that the rabbis enacted, was not enforced in the temple. So things that were necessary for the service, they did not prevent them because of these preventative measures. So if the hinge of a door, the lower hinge, if it comes out, then it can be replaced in the temple, but not out of town, not you know in, in the cities. But the upper hinge may not be replaced in either place, neither in the towns nor in the temple. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda says, He said that you could replace the upper one in the temple and the lower one even in the cities. Bart Nuro. Machzirin tzir hatachton. You can replace the lower hinge, shell delet, of a door. Shekolzman shelo yatsa ha'elyon nuach lachzirov ve'en kan binyan. Because so long as the upper hinge is still there, it's still hanging from that upper hinge, then it's easy to replace the lower hinge and it's not an active building. Avaloba medina, but you may not do this out in the cities. Gzeir Hashem yitaka dahavimalacha. You might come to hammer it in and then already you're performing a malacha, an active labor on Shabbos. But the upper hinge you may not replace neither in the temple nor in the cities. Once the upper one comes out, if you have, uh, if you can visualize, say, a cabinet door or something like that hanging from the lower hinge, then already it's off. It's it's no longer still there, and it would actually be an active building to replace that upper hinge. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda says, so he's again a step more lenient in each area, saying that you could do the upper one in the temple and the lower one in the cities. He feels that the entire concept of building does not apply to utensils. And it's only a preventative measure all the way across the board. And these uh, preventative measures do not apply in the temple. In this matter, the halacha does not follow Rabbi Yehuda. Mishnah Yud Gimel. Now, actually, Mishnah Yud Gimel has three things going on, so I think just to make it a little easier, we will do a piece of the Mishnah, Bart Nuro, piece of the Mishnah, Bart Nuro, piece of the Mishnah, Bart Nuro, instead of doing the whole Mishnah and then Bart Nuro on the whole thing. So the first part of the Mishnah says, Machzirin Ratiyah B'Mikdash Avalo B'Medina. A bandage with salve on it uh, can be returned in the temple. If it comes off, if you take it off, you can put it back on. Avaloba Medina, you may not remove and replace a bandage out in the cities. And if it's being placed on for the first time, then you may not do it neither in the temple nor in the cities. So let's look in the Bart Nuro. Machzirin Ratia, you may replace a bandage. Kohen Shehutzrach Avoda Voda, Beshabas, Venata Ratia, Shahaisa Algabe Maka, Shaayado, Kadeshalo Tehe Choletzes, Ben Basrola Avoda. So it's a priest, a Kohen, and he needs to do the service on Shabbos. So he removes a bandage that's on a wound on his hand in order that it shouldn't interrupt between his skin and the work that he's doing. He's not allowed to have an interruption there. 
So if he takes it off so he can do his work, Machzirin Agave Makaso Laachar Ha'avoda, he can replace it on his wound after he does his work. Deilo Sharisale Lachzira Mimana Velo Avidavoda. Because if you did not permit him to put it back on, then he would refuse and not do the labor. So they said, okay, we're going to let you put it back on so that you'll do the work. Avalobe Medina, but he's not allowed to replace a bandage out in the cities. He might come to spread the salve. And he would be liable because of violating the malach of smoothing on Shabbos. And if it means placing a bandage on for the very first time. This bandage wasn't placed on while it was yet day, before Shabbos started. So the Kohen, who didn't have the bandage on before, didn't remove it in order to do the work. So if that's the case, if it means putting a bandage on for the first time, then it would be forbidden both in the cities and in the temple. Here we wouldn't say that these preventative measures don't apply in the temple. Because he wouldn't be doing it for the necessity of the service, he would be doing it for his own need. So if he takes a bandage off in order to perform the avoda, then he may put it back on. If he doesn't happen to be wearing one, he does the avoda. Now he wants to put a bandage on? No. Simple. Let's go back to the Mishnah. Kosherin nima b'mikdash. We may tie a string, a cord, in the temple of Aloba Medina, but not out in the cities. In betchila, and if it means tying it for the first time, kan v'kan aser. Then again, it is not permitted in either location. Bartnuro, kosherin nima. Nimas kinor shel shir halavim shenafsaka b'shabes. We're talking about the string of one of the harps that the levim used to sing the songs of praise, and it broke on Shabbos. Because the person in our mission is of the opinion that something that's necessary for the performance of a mitzvah that was not possible to do before Shabbos, for example, here the string hadn't broken before Shabbos, such things are permitted to be done on Shabbos then. And then the Bartonura goes on to explain how this law only applies when we're dealing with a string that's broken in the middle, because there you can use a temporary knot, but that's, if it requires a permanent knot, one would not be allowed to do it even in the temple. So, in betchila, if it's being tied for the first time, the string was not yet placed on the harp. So if it's something that he could have done on Friday, he could have strung his harp on Friday, then he doesn't get an exemption to do it on Shabbos. It's only when it couldn't have been done before, then it's necessary to do it on Shabbos. Finally, the third clause of our Mishnah. One may uh, snip off a wart from a sacrificial animal in the temple of Aloba Medina, but you may not remove a wart from an animal out in the cities. And if he's using a utensil to do it, then he's not allowed to do it in either place, not even in the temple. Finally, back in the Bartonuro, Yabelis, he mum bekadshim shenemar o Yabelis. So it's a disqualifying uh, defect when it comes to sacrificial animals, and it quotes a Pusik. And he can remove it by hand in the temple. He can, you know, take his fingernail and, you know, scratch it off. Because that's only prohibited as a preventative measure. That's a shvus. Because it's a backhanded fashion, so it's not what's prohibited by the initial halacha. 
Avalobakli, but he may not use a utensil to remove it, the Malacha Gemurahi, because that actually is violating the Malacha. Shakach Osin Bachol, because that's the way it would be done on a weekday. And when you remove something from a living animal, that is a secondary act of shearing. So just like we would remove the wool from a sheep, similarly removing anything from a living animal is a subordinate activity of the malacha of gozes, shearing. That is the end of Mishnah Yud Gimel. Join us tomorrow when we will conclude the chapter and we will conclude Tractate Erevin with Mishnayas Yud Dalid and Tesvav.